0: This podcast is presented by 323 Entertainment. You can find this show and more wherever you stream podcasts and music. And while you're there, please follow, rate, and review. And if you want to help us continue to grow and get better while also getting exclusive releases and free merch, please support the 323 on Patreon at patreon.com slash 323 read. You can subscribe for as little as two dollars. Two dollars. That's patreon.com slash three two three read. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash three two three R E I D.
1: So in bet- <laughs> so I was listening, I was listening to like nineties music uh, I was doing my notes and stuff, just jamming out and just having a good old time. And I fell down a music rabbit hole. And I think I figured out the greatest year in music history. Oh, I'm curious. So I'm going to lock it in with 1999. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to rattle off any of the songs that came out that never reached number one on the charts, mm-hmm. but I'm going to list off the songs that came off that that were listed at number one at some point in time in 1999. And I'll, and I'll let you tell me if it was a banger or not rolling out the beginning of the year. I'm your angel with R Kelly and Celine Dion. Oh, I always forget about that. Huh?
0: F- R. R Kelly that and Celine hat- Dion. Hell of a duo. <laughs>
1: After that, "Have You Ever" by Brandy. Okay. Baby, one more time by Britney Spears.
0: Ooh, and that's what number is that?
1: That was number one uh, the last week of January, or first week of February. That was I mean, that was number one for two weeks in 1999. Okay. And then after that, for four weeks, it was "Angel of Mine" by Monica. Damn. And then, and then, following that, another four week run of "Share Believe." yep and then this is where it starts getting wild no scrub by tlc Ooh, who's knocked off by who's knocked off by ricky martin live in la vida loca Loca. who is then knocked off by j-lo with if you had my love Ooh, damn how does that one go i'm trying
0: to remember that one if i had your love j-lo
1: Nice. I'll have to play it for you. you'll, you'll it'll it you'll, you'll you'll remember it. Yes, Followed by love. another great a great late nineties trio woman trio, Bills, Bills, Bills by Destiny's Child. And then what we'll...
0: Oh, I remember this now. Yep. J Lo had hit. just see we, our dance yeah. moves we are much better than jayla oh, she can't get on i'm gonna level. say they're
1: <laughs> subpar and then i'm just gonna rattle off the rest of these so we can get into it uh after destiny's Child's wild, by Millennium" with wild wild west okay genie in a bottle christina aguilera bylamos enrique unpretty by tlc again heartbreaker with mariah carey and jay-z and then to round out the rest of the year from october 23rd to december 25th Smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas.
0: Oh, that's one of the great. I that's one of the greatest '90s songs of all time, if not the best. I'll throw it in there as eleven the
1: best. week uh, an eleven week stretch in the 90 and at the end '99. Good for Santana, and
0: he's still putting out songs. I just saw something like with him and like I think YG. Dude
1: right. Well, he's been ending. at it for so long I mean, Yeah, because he has transcended the music industry. He went from having girls throwing panties at him to the stage to now having old women throw diapers to him at the stage. Like <laughs> he is just completely transcended everything.
0: So I was I I got to I was looking up worst years in music when you did best year in music. And it right? led me to top tens And almost everything was from like the 2010s. Almost every year thrown in there was the oh, 2010s, garbage it, and there is a lot of garbage but then when you see every year comes from that decade it starts to feel like oh uh, maybe there's some bias like in this thing but there has been some shit know, music man. that's come out
1: i'm telling you because like even if you look at the songs that didn't hit like number one the charts i mean you're talking about like um every morning by sugar ray that was on there. Then mm-hmm. uh, I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys, all star with Smash Mouth, which is probably the quintessential 90s song, When oh, I yeah. think 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, Busta was on there with What's It Gonna Be? <laughs> Fly Away with Lenny Kravitz. I'm telling you, I'm that on Mambo on number five way. came out in 99, too.
2: Way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I did find on Rolling Stone they did a article about the worst songs of all time, and trying to figure no. it out, and they all they have are like nominations, including Train's "Drops of Jupiter."
1: Oh God! Hey, that's a, that's <laughs> a guilty pleasure. Listen, that that's that's another white, per, exclusively white person thing. Is Train? It must be. It must, <laughs> it must be. Because I'm a little offended by that. By that, by that <laughs> I think.
0: Who is the lead singer for Train again? It's that, uh Pat Monahan. Y-
1: yes, I believe that's his. First, I believe that's his name.
0: He is somebody that to me has always been like the define. He's like the face of sounds better on this song. Sounds better in the studio recording, and then he goes to out. Oh, cause, to, he goes out to sing "Hey Soul Sister" and holy shit! It's just it's well, like the glitter and, catches your attention, but then all of a sudden, all these rocky notes just take over.
1: Well, didn't they do, like, were they on the Super Bowl? Like, weren't they at a halftime show at one point in time?
0: Yeah, they did. Maybe it was one of the Thanksgiving halftimes.
1: Uh, it might have been either that or, like, maybe one of, like, the Christmas games. But I could have sworn they were on at, like, for, like, the 90s. Like, the like, for the Niners game or some shit like that. Hi, soul but, yeah. sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Joel's but, yeah, We Didn't start, start the Fire. fire.
0: Easy there. That's that. That seems a little rough. Bob Dylan on here. Bob Dylan's Joey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Don't talk about my songs like that.
1: I'm not gonna go to Vietnam. Gonna (laughs) go to Canada.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The black eyed peas. My humps. That's a good. song. Uh, well, see.
1: I'm a, don't, listen. Yeah. I'm also. I'm all. I'm also in the camp where I I just cannot stand black eyed peas. I just I just can't do it. I I hmm,
0: I don't like black eyed peas after when it was that album that had I got a feeling and boom boom pow like that album. That's when they sold out. But the album before that, which I think was called Monkey Business, and that had um, it, well, it had my humps, but it also had don't lie. And uh, the song that has the uh, Pump It with the Pulp Fiction guitar riff.
2: Pump It. it. (laughs) Louder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That one, I love that album. And Elephant. But then they just sold out and they went to complete shit. Now, even Fergie doesn't want anything to do
1: with it. Oh, God. Speaking of Fergie, that the uh the national anthem that she's saying and like steph curry and draymond are, like, try, like <laughs> do, trying not to fucking laugh <laughs> draymond is the one that ended the draymond <laughs> <is> Draymond like
0: <laughs> just staring off trying to zone out and then just laughing and He's getting caught on the jumbo <laughs> oh my gosh megan trainer's all about that bass yeah yeah that one got annoying uh, the, <laughs> that's a strong opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Talentless pig. <laughs> St- <laughs> sticks, Sticks is come sail away.
1: That's a, hey, that's not easy, one of the worst easy, songs of all time. Easy, easy. Who made this list?
0: Uh, some asshole named Sheffield. Or Brian. Oh, His name you. is Brian Hyatt. Oh, uh, Brian. Okay. never mind. Yeah. No, I don't like them. Oh, well. What a way to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the
2: 323.
0: Three. <laughs> I am your host, Reed Murphy. Scott Elia, obviously, is joining. This is another edition of the uh, you know, Ricks versus Grix, but there's so much shit to talk about, including this. <laughs> like, we have to everybody loves music and you have to jump into a conversation like that. Right. Uh, and you can't do it on Twitter anymore because that's gone to hell. And it's maybe like the funniest. Fucking thing that I've been seeing on Twitter is people just trashing Twitter, and Elon Musk kicking know, people man. off for making fun of him.
1: I don't know, man. I've been very envious of those people who get blue check marks. I might just pay bucks just to get my blue check mark.
0: Everyone has one now. Like everyone, everyone is getting the check mark and then changing their then changing their name and their uh, profile picture to somebody else. Just <laughs> like that. so yeah, you're right. You know what? I think we deserve a check mark. I'm gonna get one. Three two three. Eight dollars. Three fuck two three it. Twitter page. Yeah, fuck it. Eight two eight yeah. At three two three R E I D or at Papa Smurphy. You can always go to at Papa Smurphy. And the you know the Murphy part is spelled like a normal Irish Murphy. The Irish, the racist Irish Smurf. There oh. you go. But we also have we've got a lot of college football talk to get into. We have plenty of NFL talk to get into with you know the Colts finding a way to get into the headlines despite being total shit but first we need to clean up some things from last week because so much has happened just from this last edition of ricks versus gricks where we ended the show talking about Kyrie irving and elon musk and you know since then elon musk has thrown tantrums on twitter about owning twitter and then Kyrie Irving has apologized, but also kind of not apologized, and he may play this weekend against the Lakers, or he may never play in the NBA again. We There's no way to know. But we also talked about Mike Leach, and we brought up the quote of Mike Leach talking, you know, he was upset at his players, and he said something about, you know, being, dis- you know, they're getting distracted by their fat little girlfriends, and that's a great quote, but I think we did a disservice by not actually listening to the audio because I I listened to the audio and actually heard uh, the full quote in context. Have you heard it, Scott? Have you listened to that press conference?
1: Uh, no, but I mean, I've heard plenty of Mike Leach post-game conferences, so I have a very good feeling on how it went anyway, but I'm very excited to hear it. Oh, this, get
0: clip. this one of the Mississippi State coach, that is where he is right now, right? Mississippi State. Yeah, he's from Mississippi State. Yeah. This one, this quote, this whole press conference, it is very three two three. Like this fit. This is this fits our show to a T. So we'll start with the first part.
2: Instead of playing hard and getting a first down and getting a play, then you know you want to sit behind a, a, a shade tree, eat a fish sandwich, and uh, drink a lemonade with
0: your fat little girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> It's the chick, the fish sandwich, <laughs> drinking a lemonade, drink a lemonade three. with your fat little girlfriend. Yeah. That what you just brought up, the cough is the exact three two three part of that whole thing. <laughs> <Son>. <laughs> yeah. like, <it>
1: is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the what that what he's doing there is to, is the the perfect old man like buffer between like he's thinking about how he wants to work without like <laughs> without coming off totally. Offensive. Like he's trying to figure out a a PC way to say it, but it just doesn't come off
0: that way. Well, listen to this next part of the press conference and see just how much thinking he's doing. (laughs) Oh, that's not it, but that's great too. (laughs) I
2: I didn't even get to um, invent that, you know, and then all of a sudden, well, they're kicking it off. And then. Fuck? I'm working on this trademark <laughs> cough. What do you think? Um, <laughs> it's getting better too. Um, well, then <clears throat> we marched it downfield. I hate it. I hate it, so much. I, I hate it so much. I thought we could have been closer, but and then, well, he made. Th-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been able to stop laughing at that all day.
1: I hate it so there's, much. The, I hate it. I hate so it so
0: much. That's oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's the part where he says it's getting better. That the cough is getting better. It's, it's getting
2: not. better too. It's-
0: um well then
2: we marched it 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 it. down
1: feel. I fucking hate it so much. I hate I- it. Just kill him. Someone just, <laughs> someone just take him to the backwoods and just put him out of his misery,
0: please. He, he needs to come on the show because he would fit right in
1: with us. Um, <coughs> like now name said- what? Like, uh no, I'm just dying. Um, good to hear. I'm happy.
0: <laughs> or that's you. We had Barry Bloom. Waste. <laughs> uh,
2: excuse me. <laughs>
0: Even me. Thankfully. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs>
1: oh. I remember that one. <laughs>
0: oh, This poor guy. <laughs> <Son>. <laughs> so, outside of Mike Leach, there's a lot of going on in college football. We had the college football playoff but- rankings come out, right? So, and yep. this is after that batshit insane week that we had. So, TCU finally made it in, right?
1: Yep, yep. They're at four right now. So if they were to end today, they'd be going up against Georgia, who are now number who are number one. That would go royal. It's definitely it would definitely slate out for you know a very watchable first round because you'd have Georgia and Michigan. You'd have Georgia and TCU, and then you'd have like one of the biggest rivalries in college football to date with Ohio State at two and Michigan at three.
0: So Georgia one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU four, Tennessee dropped to number five, mm-hmm. and Alabama. Where are they at now in here?
1: Alabama's at ten.
0: What in the world are the college football gods going to do to get Alabama back into the top four?
1: They they left him at. They had to leave them in the top ten to give them a fighting chance to try to squeak in there.
0: God, I'm gonna love a playoff without Alabama.
1: Well, I even looked at, I even looked at it, and the last time that Bama has been ranked outside of the top ten was in like September of 2015. Love so that's it. like seven years ago. Love so this it. is great.
0: No Bama, no Clemson, TCU. For some reason, who's TCU's quarterback? Like, what are they doing well enough right now to get into the top four? Because they, I have not been paying attention to TCU.
1: No, well, TCU's quarterback um, it is Max Max Duggan, I believe. Duggan. I think he's a senior this year. Max so Duggan. yeah, I mean, he's put up. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's put up solid numbers. So, you know twenty four hundred passing yards, sixty six com- percentage completions with twenty four touchdowns and two interceptions on the year. Um, but I mean, you got to look about who they've really played. I mean, the big the, the Big Twelve this year have actually been really relatively competitive versus prior years, but. Um, I mean, they have they have a win over uh, then ranked 19, Kansas, then ranked eight, Oklahoma State, then ranked 17, Kansas State. And then, you know, having a big game this week against number 18, Texas on the road, which, which could be a sneaky game for them to lose.
0: I'm looking at your hat. I've been distracted and staring at that. that that beautiful symbol (laughs) there because fsu did that thing over the weekend fsu against miami the big battle what was that score scott
1: it was 45 to 3 on the road in miami it was just a great game a great game loved every many of it every minute of it
0: even broke the u over their knees they were literally taking it with their fingers and breaking it over their knees the disrespect Lordy! Oh yeah, good for FSU.
1: and yeah. yeah, they put up they put up that one field goal in the first quarter, and then after that, it was just all all Florida State.
0: Did you have any other thoughts from this? What was a really fun college football weekend? Because from what I saw, it was a lot of quarterback thoughts for me when it came to you know Hendon Hooker, CJ Stroud getting kind of exposed. Mm-hmm. I guess you could argue, and Bryce Young impressing the hell out of me in a loss to LSU that we picked. Congratulations mm-hmm. to yep. us. Fuck Tennessee for <laughs> for fucking that up.
1: Oh man, no, it's no, a lot of it had to do with like the uh like the the note the Clemson game that me and you had talked about last week with and Clemson Notre Dame then Clemson got exposed week after week at this point and they mm-hmm. finally got that loss against Notre Dame. So this is going to be a, this looks like to be uh not only college football playoff without Alabama but looks like we're going to have one without even Clemson at this point um other than that like you said a lot of it had to do with the quarterback and how well their like a core group of quarterbacks are playing right now and who's going to kind of edge out who in the draft this coming off season
0: when you talk about Clemson it just makes me feel just so wrong like I have never you know felt more wrong about a prospect than their quarterback DJ uh you, you a Galilee Don't even ask me. We'll go with DJ. <laughs> I've never felt more <laughs> wrong than about DJ. The dude has like all the fit, like he's the, he has the whole size. He's massive, massive kid, massive arm. He's got great mobility, almost like he kind of like a little more athletic Cam Newton, but he mm-hmm. is just not putting it together there at Clemson. It has just kind of gotten worse year by year. And especially, you know, following in the footsteps of Deshaun Watson and then Trevor Lawrence, it's going to be tough for mm-hmm. anybody. But really thought this kid could do it. So that's been disappointing this year. And yeah,
1: I mean, and they're already so they're they're on the who are they playing this week? They're playing. I was looking at this earlier. Uh, oh, they're 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 at home against Louisville, who are currently not ranked. But I could see this one loss turning into two losses really quick because they're already calling for a potential quarterback change for this weekend.
0: Can't wait to see where uh, Dabo ends up now. Now that we're in that yeah. know, batshit era of college football, Auburn, Ugh. Jackson State.
1: Oh God, no! <laughs> Stay keep him away from Jackson State, <laughs> please. No.
0: But going back to the quarterbacks, um, if you're looking at the NFL draft now, all the talk for weeks has been it's been a battle kind of between C.J. Stroud of Ohio State and Bryce Young of Alabama for that number one pick.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I've believed since before the season that Bryce Young should be the number one pick and will be the number one pick. I know he has the size limits; it's only about six foot, probably at best, maybe mm-hmm. maybe six one if you want to stretch it. But right. You know, kind of a skinny kid, almost Devontae Smith ish. But mm-hmm. I he just has all the intangibles. He's got that dog in him. He has that clutch gene and he was showing it off against LSU in a loss, but still really was impressing me on some of these throws on the run. That kid looks like he's going to be a star for somebody. If he gets maybe I guess mm-hmm. if he gets into the right team, I think he should be the number one. I think he's shown that he should be the number one. CJ Stroud of Ohio State really got kind of exposed, in my opinion, just because of how many weapons he has there. And when you start taking that away and attacking that hard, he could barely beat Northwestern. Was that who there are yeah, be? I believe mm-hmm. it was Northwestern. Could barely get a win off against them. By the way, they have not won in the United... They have one win this season, they haven't won in the United States because they
1: played that who, first... North, who, Northwestern? Yeah, because they played that first <laughs> game in Ireland. So... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, and I, I think, I think their one
0: that. their one win was against uh, Scott Frost. So <laughs> it just makes uh, with Nebraska. God damn it! I'm Mike Leach now.
1: They made it look worse. It worked against Nebraska. It won by three. Oh, I, hate that. I hate it. I hate it. No, I mean you're right. I think it's between for you know the first quarterback to come off the board alone, let alone the first pick overall. It's going to come down to C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Um, Bryce Young reminds me a lot of either like Kyler Murray or even like a young Drew Brees type of quarterback. Like you said, kind of a smaller stature quarterback, little, little length, like little, little scrawny, but I mean, he's putting up great numbers this year in a, a Bama offense has been struggling. I mean, he's banged up. He got hurt in that Texas A&M game with a throwing shoulder, but he's still putting up 2,200 yards, 19 touchdowns and four, and four interceptions on the year. So, I mean, he's still producing really well.
0: And Will Levis of Kentucky's just cruising, eating whole banana peels. He's just – he's feeling himself.
1: Yeah, no, so so with Will Levis, I've been going back and forth between him and Hendon Hooker, who I want to go 3-4. So on my list, I have C.J. Stroud going first because his, his year has just been bananas, 68% completion, 2,400 yards, 29 touchdowns, four, uh, four interceptions. Uh, the one thing that's been knocking C.J. is his resume with Ohio State. They haven't really had that many – impressive wins especially when they had northwestern last week kind of squeaked away with that two weeks ago they completely just obliterated michigan state which kind of helped him out um so i have him one bryce at two as of right now i have hendon hooker at three because his year he had a really stellar year last year and then this year he's kind of rolling into it i mean really huge wins against florida lsu the bama game um, he's still a little raw as far as like the uh like the quarterback tangibles go, but he reminds me a lot of RG three when he was at Baylor. Um, but I could see Hendon coming out in either the second or early third.
0: I would like that. And he's made such great strides and improvement over time that just kind of bodes well to how he mm-hmm. can learn and improve once he gets into the NFL and he's got the size for it. Stroud mm-hmm. Stroud scares me simply because he's an Ohio State quarterback. And I know we've yes. had Justin Fields explode lately and thought he could be the best of the bunch, but I, and I, I, I'm not one to speak. I don't watch all, all Ohio state games, but Stroud has not particularly impressed me and set on my eyes like Justin Fields did while he was there. Right. But you go you know, back, you have Dwayne Haskins before him, RJ Barrett, or, uh, who, yeah, I guess it was RJ Barrett. Uh, just all these guys. Of Ohio State quarterbacks who were very good and fit that system so well and can perform well, but then get to the NFL and don't do shit.
1: Right? Yeah. No. I mean, Ohio State doesn't have the best track record with quarterbacks coming out of the school transitioning at the NFL really well, especially with my comparison right now with C.J. Stroud being Mac Jones. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're they're very very similar, uh, and we all see what's going on in New England right now with Mac Jones, where he's kind of been threatening to lose his job to Bailey Zappi, Zappi at this point, but. But I think one name to kind of keep an eye on is one that you just mentioned with Will Levis out of Kentucky. Um, I think his biggest problem, he he holds on the ball a little bit too long. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, in the right situation, I mean, other than that, his skill set is ready. It's there for the next level. He reminds me a lot of how Deck Prescott used to play with Mississippi State, going back to good old Mike Leach (laughs) for Mm -hmm. a quick second. But, um, But I have him kind of in that same second, third round kind of pick at this point.
0: And I think that really benefits Will Levis is that if he can fall a little bit and get to one of those better teams and get, you know, drafted Mm -hmm. by a great coach, a great system, maybe somewhere that he can sit for a year or half a year and really learn and progress kind of in the Mahomes level, almost Dak when Dak was supposed to that first season Mm -hmm. before he got tossed in there. I think that could be very beneficial to him. Um, Yeah. We brought up, we brought up Ohio state quarterbacks and how that look has been, the other school that's been like that is USC and USC quarterbacks over the years almost feels like a curse. Mm-hmm. Do you think that curse would apply to their current quarterback, Caleb Williams?
1: I mean, he's looking like a superstar. As, I mean, as much as it pains me to say, yes, I think I just lean so heavily on the whole USC quarterbacks coming out in the last 10 to 15 years, not landing. I mean, you got Matt Barkley, you got, I mean, I think Mark Sanchez is probably the most, probably the most um, decorated NFL quarterback from USC between him and Carson Palmer at this point. But I mean, there's just a laundry list. You got Sam Darnold who came out, who just is lost and doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, I really hope that Caleb Williams isn't that because he's having a really, really great year. I think he only has like one pick on the year so far. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually really enjoying to see the level that USC is playing at this point. But, I mean he's he's only a sophomore, so I think next year, if he hopefully he stays another year or so, but it's just a local boy hoping to he can do something
0: he's got the big uh it's a big conflict there of the u s c quarterback curse meets Lincoln Riley and how well he does with quarterbacks and how well he produces quarterbacks. so we'll see who wins out there in u s c yeah,
1: I mean. I mean, overall in the year, I mean, I, he's top ten, I think, in yardage. I think he's in top ten for QBR. I think he's in the top three for touchdowns. If he only has one pick, he has to be in first, tied with somebody out there. But it's he's just he's progressed from last year at Oklahoma and then now at USC. I mean, you could probably make the the argument with him playing in the pack and having that kind of a uh, that kind of a schedule. Maybe that's what's playing into it. But I don't know. I think next year is going to have a lot more telling signs of his future
0: any thoughts on the any other thoughts on the weekend coming up
1: uh coming up is a huge week for a lot of those bubble teams um like 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 i just talked about you know you've got tcu ranked at four they're playing 18 texas Quinn years is playing really really well and slinging the ball over the field so this could be a game i, I believe they're on they're on the road and they're not favored at texas in arlington so that'll be one game to watch um, keep it in the pack. I mean, you got number six Oregon playing at home against 25 Washington, another big pack game. Um, if Oregon wants to try to buy for a spot in the college football playoffs, they have to win this game. Um, and then even LSU. I mean, after last week with LSU, they're ranked number seven now. They're playing non ranked Arkansas on the road. So, but Arkansas, even at the beginning of the year, they were doing really, really well. They've kind of sputtered out in the weeks past, but I wouldn't have put it past some kind of crazy upset.
0: It's going to be fun to look forward to. Now.
1: One team that shouldn't lose is USC. They're playing the one-win Colorado team at home. So God forbid they that game. Did
0: you bet on Colorado for the uh, parlay?
1: Uh, no, but I do have another crazy bet in there that we'll get into in a little bit.
0: <laughs> I love it. Let's keep working our way over there. We'll go with a transition noise. Perfect. We move on to the NFL. By the way. A little crossover transition of college to NFL, Dicker the kicker, Cameron Dicker. I didn't realize that he was in the NFL this year. I thought he was still somewhere in college. I think he was at Texas before and making phenomenal kicks and getting everybody excited because his name is Dicker the kicker. And here he is in the NFL hitting game-winning field goals for two different teams in one year.
1: Well, I'm trying to remember who was mic'd up for that game, but they came, I forgot, it's going to kill me that I didn't remember who it was, but they came over and they're like, what's the kicker's name? I'm like, that's Dicker the kicker. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, it's Dicker the kicker. <laughs> no, it's not. That's his real name? <laughs> you can't help
0: but like that. Yeah, I always want to root for those like viral college kickers like him and Rodrigo Blankenship with his nerdy glasses and, mm-hmm. you know, originally the punt god, but we, uh, we don't talk about punt god anymore. Had to get, uh, moving canceled. talking about rodrigo blankenship and his former team the colts Whoa. Had, i was gonna put uh indianapolis colts las vegas raiders on the docket of team of games to pick just because you know it's gonna be chaos it's a whole it's a, just a chaos energy kind of game but that's really not worth talking about in the picks but everything else Everything else that's happened this week is something worth talking about. They are the second team to fire their head coach here in the season, getting rid of Frank Reich after plenty of years there. Who I, you know, I think he's going to land on his feet somewhere else. I do think he'll actually get another head coaching opportunity, possibly if you see other, you know, a lot of these other coaches Mm -hmm. like Adam Gase get him. I think Frank Reich was Mm -hmm. actually a pretty decent coach who just got, you know, shit luck with bad quarterbacks. Yeah. Andrew Luck retiring on, I was
1: about to say emphasis on Luck.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, Frank Reich is out. Their GM, Chris Ballard, is still in, which is kind of perplexing to me since it's, mm. I think, falls more on him, the quarterback situation, and him mm-hmm. specifically stating before that he doesn't like to bet on quarterbacks because that gets you fired. I guess maybe he was right because he's not getting fired right now. Ursay says that he's going to be Here next year, but he also, you know, fully backed Frank Reich like a week and a half ago. So you can't really take Ursa on anything, especially when Mm -hmm. he makes decisions like he did this week, hiring not John Fox, who is on the staff and you know has been to multiple Super Bowls as a head coach. Um, who else do they have? They have another former head coach actually on the staff there too. They have multiple head coach candidates on their staff. Passed up on all of those for the interim head coach job. Instead, they go with Colts Ring of Famer. Jeff Saturday. Former center with beautiful eyes. Works at ESPN, but he's been a consultant to the Colts. He has never been a head coach on the college or pro level. Just like I think I think he went like three and five in high school as a high school football coach. So
1: when I when, when I heard his name drop down as the interim, I, you would swear my eyes got stuck with how hard they rolled in the back of my head when I heard that. And this is this, it was this the is most all, random, the most random hire you could make. It's a gimmick. It's a dude. It's a gimmick hire. That's all it is. They're currently three five and one this season. They have one of the harder schedules in the back half of this year. This gives them the further justification to tank the rest of the year. Say, oh, well, you had an interrupt. Like, what do you want us to do? We we kind of had to. We tried to make it work, it just didn't work. It's that's, well, all, that's all I can see. It's why I wanted to
0: start. I I've had planned on doing the show. I've planned on starting it with a rant about white coaches cutting the line, and you know Brian Flores was right. This adds to his lawsuit, and it will add to his lawsuit no matter what the actual you know situation mm-hmm. ends up playing out. And I was trying to think of all this. And then I started to realize I was like, well, yeah, why would we want to put a black coach in this situation? This is kind of the job that black coaches do get. This is the this is the kind of Steve was, Wilkes, Vance Joseph kind of job that you get.
1: I was just about <laughs> to say, would you rather have an opportunity for a shit team or actually have an opportunity at a team that you know you can actually do something with?
0: Yeah. Let's let Jeff Saturday have this one. He can he can he can roll with this one. He'll be fine. He'll go right back to ESPN like Herm Edwards did. Uh, for some mm-hmm. reason, Dan Orlovsky of ESPN is also trying to jump on this ship. He says, "I want to coach." Jeff knows I want to coach. Oh, God,
1: eh, buddy, oh, I would just God, stay there, no. stay there, hang out with Mina. Kimes. No. stay there with your forces, dude, and your your dunks that you have on every week. Should have made. I mean, should have made Mina Kimes a head coach. I that would be my first hire I'd ever make if I took care <laughs> took over an NFL franchise. But no, I mean, and then even if you go into like some of the bigger names for coaching targets for the Colts, I mean, I know Jim Harbaugh's there. You know, he has that connection with Indianapolis. He's been doing really great work at Michigan. I think he's just making so much money in the college world. He doesn't want to switch. No. But my my top coaching candidate for any team coming out for this next season is going to be Nico Ryans, the defensive coordinator with the Niners. He's very good. With how – right. I mean, you got a, you got a defensive-minded coach like that with a very talented defensive side of the ball in, in Indianapolis. I think that would do really, really great. Wonders kind of like how Mike Rabel has been doing in Tennessee, Mm -hmm. but if they were able to actually get their hands on that next quarterback, that's going to take over that franchise for years to come. I think that's really holding them back because they got plenty of talent. That's the thing. Their, their offensive line is usually one of the better ones. They got JT there still, they got a little bit, they got Pittman still there at the wide receiver spot and some other kind of talented pieces. They got the defense there. I just think what's holding them back is actually having a competent head coach with a legit quarterback who can actually produce.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with D'Amico. Right, he should be one of the top candidates, and I think I hope he gets a job. It's going to be he'll do really great with it. Um, I think for me, outside of Sean Payton, I think Sean Payton's going to be the hot candidate for a lot of teams, but it's also going to be very hard to get him because it's going to depend mm-hmm. on him wanting to come to your team and trusting you, and you're going to have to give up draft picks to the Saints because he's still under contract with them. So you're going to have to trade for him and probably give up. I would imagine probably first rounders for Sean Payton in that situation. New Orleans isn't going to just let him go away for free when they have him under contract. Um, one I would watch is Philly's offensive coordinator. I really like, I love what Philly's offense has done this year and the improvements oh, Jalen um, Hurts has made. I think his name is Shane Steichen. Shane
1: Steichen, Steichen yeah. 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 He's a younger
0: guy. Yeah. I really like him. I like him and their defensive coordinator for uh, positions there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would give it up to those. There's always, you know, Kansas City's offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. But uh, I don't know. There's some. There has to be. It. It has always felt unfair that he hasn't gotten a head coaching job yet. But there has to be something to his interviews. I, I
1: don't. I'm telling you, dude. I'm. I, I've been saying this for years. I don't. As great as Eric Bieniemy would probably end up being as a head coach, I don't think he wants it. You I think, think he just he wants to be in Kansas rather, City? He wants to be in Kansas City. He's under Andy Reid. You know, he's going to ride it out until Andy Reid's done, try to take over that ship once Andy Reid's done because that would be a really easy transition for Kansas City to do. Um, but you're having a huge crop of younger coaches coming in that are going to be setting the world on fire. I mean, you got Kellen Moore. You know, they got Dak back now. So seeing what there's going on in, uh, down in Dallas. Um, one thing that I would say to keep an eye on would be the offensive coordinator for the Giants with think, Mike... Oh, um, Kafka? Kafka. Yeah. The former, cause he, he came up through Kansas city mm-hmm. and now he's working under Brian Dable who came out of Buffalo and we've seen what the giants are doing right now on the offense, offensive side of the ball. That'll probably be a name to kind of watch at this point too. But, but I yeah.
0: like, I like the idea of heirs of heirs for coaches. I mean, that's what I thought Josh McDaniel should have stayed in new England for is just take that job mm-hmm. there instead of trying to go somewhere else. I think that's end actually going to end up going to your old boy, Jared Mayo. Uh, oh, who's their that linebackers would, coach? That would be
1: that would be a really really solid transition though, because Jared Mayo is definitely one of those player like those player coaches. He's been in New England for damn near decades at this point, so you know the franchise loves him, the 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 fan base loves him, so that would be a really smart move. And I don't even, I don't think McDaniel's and Belichick got along with how many times Josh tries to leave. No, no, they must yeah. butt heads behind closed doors.
0: But going back to Jeff Saturday as a coach with no experience, no experience, and he he seems so relaxed going into this week because he knows he's just getting a good check for eight weeks. And there's no pressure. He might luck out like Dan Campbell did when he was the interim <laughs> coach for the Dolphins. It might just he might just squeak out there's some no, wins there because that's not a bad no team. Pressure. I don't think it's a necessarily bad team if you can get Jonathan Taylor healthy and that O line, you know, somewhat healthier there. I mean, mm-hmm. Sam Ellinger seemed to be like the kiss of death. For Frank Reich there because I don't think he is good at all as their starting mm-hmm. quarterback but I don't know they have Nick Foles apparently on the roster so maybe take a shot on him and I think you could squeak out some wins and maybe keep that job
1: uh, I don't think they want to though that's the thing because like where where are they currently right now in the league standings they got to be top five no, they're no, oh, they're they're no. way out of it. They're like they're like right ahead of you guys. Yeah. So yeah, man, yeah. if they want a shot <laughs> at one of those top tier quarterbacks, they need a tank. They need to take now. So I think that's that's probably what's playing into it.
0: Because that's the only but way they're going to the get network. one at this point. After yeah. you know, striking out on Phillip Rivers and Carson Wentz and now Matt Ryan, you have to go mm-hmm. for the draft. And I'm happy that this happened to them because they got so fucking lucky. And Jim Mercy. Said it himself, and he was, you know, talking about how they only they've never hired a losing coach, they've only, you know, <laughs> brought in winners there. And they've had many. he was trying to compare Jeff Saturday to Don Shula and Tony Dungy, and then Tony Dungy, oh, was, fuck you know, off. trying to politely tell him the next day, don't do that. <laughs> and, and you know, they were saying that, you know, it's a winning culture and a winning organization, and when in reality, they're just spoiled because they had, you know, 15 years of Peyton Manning and then immediately went to Andrew Luck and Mm -hmm. everything just fell apart. But if you're talking about a coach with no experience and if they really wanted to succeed, do you think that there is anybody, any former player, anybody really that they could have hired without any prior NFL or college head coaching experience to come in? And do you think that there's somebody that could be a success right away?
1: I think the only person they would have gotten a pass for outside of Jeff Saturday would be like Peyton Manning, bring him in yeah. to be a coach for the rest of the year. That'd probably be the only person I could see them that would get a hundred percent pass in the, in the media.
0: And he's the only one I think that I could actually succeed at the job right away. Could skip everything. Mm-hmm. Could just skip the line straight away. Deion, I mean, Deion Sanders swore for years that that's what he would do. Cause he said he had different position and coordinator job offers from the NFL. And he said he should be a head coach. Mm-hmm. Doesn't see why he shouldn't be a head coach right away. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Peyton Manning, maybe Tony Romo. I think Tony Romo knows. I was just about to, yeah, I
1: come up with Romo.
0: Um, and Mina Kimes. We said Mina Kimes.
1: Oh, uh, first, first I, I, pick.
0: I don't know if she has the voice for being a head coach, but I do seriously believe that she would make a great GM or some something oh, in a front office. She could change a team office. so well. But outside of that, yeah. maybe Stephen A. Smith. Give him a shot.
1: Oh, oh fuck off. <laughs> when we buy the
0: commanders and we are in, you know, we are in talks Max to buy Keller the commanders. Then. We're in talks to buy the commanders here at the 323. We're trying to make an ev- We went to dinner, well, we went to dinner with Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z. We weren't sitting with them, but we were like watching them through the window and eating uh McDonald's that we picked up on the way. And we think that yep. it's going someplace. We're going to get there. And when we yep. get there, I think uh you know, I'll take a hard look at myself, you, and Zoo, but one of us should be the head coach. I think one of us should be the head coach there, and uh, from there, we'll use our connections to uh, hire a great coaching staff <laughs> around us. <laughs> Every contributor to the three-two-three.
1: Three. I love it. Have or, have a uh, Griffin come out of out of Interstellar and be the special teams coach,
0: <laughs> or we could just get Mike Leach. <laughs> it's Yuck. time. For Ricks versus Grix, since you brought up, since you had to go yeah. ahead and bring up that guy. Life. Death. Time. Space. space, 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 space. Forget everything you think you know. No, no, no. Put your money on the line. No, no, no. It's time for Ricks. Ricks. Versus Grix. Grix? Wow, Grix is really tough to say like a lot at once. Grix Grix Grix. Ricks Rix 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 Rick Rix. is fine, but Grix. That's right. It's our in our weekly NFL picks where we are out here making you money. You don't get mad at us. You know, don't get mad at us if you try to say, Hey, I wanted to make some money this week off the three two three uh, that they didn't give me picks. We did give you picks. We do it every week and sometimes we do really well like Scott did last week or we do kind of poorly like I did last week. But so some, mad. some of us learn our lessons and you know, don't pick against a team that your gut is on just for the sake of entertainment purposes. I'm sick of you, audience. I'm fucking sick of you. I'm not here to entertain you anymore. I'm here to win these weekly picks. God damn it. And I'm not going to do it for entertainment's sake anymore because I went two and four on my picks last week. And a bunch of them were on the ones that my gut told me to pick the opposite on. But I went with the other one because Scott took that one first. So, damn it, I'm sticking to my gut, except for one that I can't decide on. So, I'm going to let Scott decide it for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blame the white man. All right.
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, the white man went four and two last week. (laughs) The white man is now twenty three and twenty five on the season. I catching up. I am twenty seven and twenty one, so you are catching up. You're getting dangerously close. It could be tied up after this week if it goes as poorly Listen, as it did.
1: the The last couple of weeks, I think. Last so last week, I missed two. The week, the week prior, I missed one. So I'm starting to catch my stride. I think I missed that the the Calvin Ridley Memorial Parlay by a couple games, which is very upsetting. You did very well in the Parlay.
0: You did very well on those picks. Again, people, you don't have to make the full parlay. You can just take the picks and just pick them individually. I think people need to understand that part. You don't have to put them all together. You can just take them individually. And if you did with Scott's picks last week, oh my God, you would have done so well.
1: I don't even listen to my own advice. I don't even do that. Well, then, I into a five, then, I, then I rolled it into a 12-leg NFL parlay and missed it by four there, too. So, like, I almost hit all of them on that one, which yeah. was very upsetting. But, hey, yeah. I'll hit it one of these days.
0: And it could be this day. We're going to start here with Detroit Lions, who are 2-6 and six, coming off a big win against the Green Bay Packers. They are playing the Chicago Bears in Chicago, who are 3-6. and six. Chicago is a three-point favorite at home. The Bears are coming off of uh you know, the greatest loss that you can have, where you barely lose to Tyreek Hills, Miami Dolphins, and Justin Fields puts on a incredible show. He got named NFC Offensive Player of the Week and he lost.
1: Good for him. Yeah.
0: It's fantastic for him. So Scott, Lions two and six, Bears three and six. Who are you taking?
1: Uh I'm gonna go with the Bears on this one. At home, you got the league's best rushing offense against the league's worst rushing defense. I feel if Fields can take care of the ball and limit those turnovers. That's the key. So we're taking Bears at home.
0: I am also rolling with the Bears on this one. I gotta take the Bears at home. I like I I I do like the Lions and I'm happy that they got a win. I think this second win of the season will save Dan Campbell's job. They just wanted him just win more than one, baby, please. Just win more than one and we can try to argue for you to be justifying it (laughs) and beating green Bay. That's a massive one. That's one that they'll think about for a long time Mm -hmm. and just how much they irritated Aaron Rodgers. But Chicago is very impressive. I'm very happy to see Justin Fields continuing to improve and that that coaching staff is doing what they should have done. They realized that he is not going to be a traditional quarterback. It's not working. He can't really make those intermediate throws. His accuracy is a little all over the place, but he will get throws made, not cleanly, but he will get them made. But if you keep the ball in his hands, he is destructive. Like He was tearing Miami up to the point that their head coach, Mike McDaniel, had to plead with Justin Fields on the sidelines, stop it, please stop <laughs> it. This is too much.
1: So, his post game on that was funny.
0: Give me Justin Fields and that new look Bears team with Chase Claypool, who I guess will continue to progress as their receiver after that trade from Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, I'm taking mm-hmm. Chicago. Meanwhile, Cameron Dicker, the kicker, and the L.A. Chargers, who are five and three, are at the San Francisco 49ers, who are four and four. San Francisco is a seven-point favorite at home. Scott, who are you taking?
1: I think all reports right now is it looks like uh, Debo and Elijah Mitchell are looking set to return this week, you know, pending any kind of other setbacks. You know, Christian McCaffrey is looking more comfortable as the weeks go by, but the Chargers are three and one on the road this year, Uh and Herbert seems to be playing a lot better on the road. So we're going to go with this upset of the Chargers over the Niners.
0: I like that. I've, I've this is the game that I was going back and forth on all day. And I initially wanted the Chargers, but I just keep forgetting that McCaffrey is there in San Francisco and how huge of an upgrade that is. And if you're going to throw in Elijah Mitchell in there too to help him, you know, take some of those snaps, and I guess mm-hmm. be able to flex Christian McCaffrey over into the slot, especially if you're bring if you're getting Debo Samuel back healthy with Ayuk on the opposite end. Even talk lately of Odell Beckham Jr., who's healthy now and ready to go potentially joining the San Francisco 49ers that would be would be that'd be wild that's what you need for success with Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo you just hide hide him with non-stop talent and you are good to go <laughs> so I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers here love that offense love that defense I trust Kyle Shanahan I do not trust Brandon Staley with the Chargers I feel like they are gonna drop they have to drop down to five and four I just I I don't trust the Chargers as much as I want to like them. Cleveland Browns, three and five at the Miami Dolphins, who are six and three. Miami is a three and a half point favorite at home. They're coming off a huge win. They're looking great. But Cleveland, they're kind of in that preseason right now. They're in preseason mode, trying to get everything all warmed up and good to go. Get some wins in here before Deshaun Watson. Comes back from suspension, so Scott, who are you taking?
1: Yeah, it looks like it might be a little bit of a revenge game for Jacoby Brissett, who is you know on that Miami Dolphin roster last year. But I mean, you got Miami right now six and three. They're I think they're sitting at the sixth spot right now yes. in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that Miami air attack with Tua and Waddle and Tyreek, I think it's going to be way too much for Cleveland secondary to handle, especially on the road. So we're going to go with Miami on that one.
0: It is a it is a great actual question to have of how do you stop Miami like how can you stop that offense like you just the only team that really seems like they can fit up against it is maybe like Kansas City where they can hold up you have a Mahomes or Josh mm-hmm. Allen in Buffalo to really go against that um, but I don't like their defense I don't like what's going on with their defense on paper they should be much better with Melvin Ingram with Jalen Phillips. Xavier Howard back there and Javon Holland at safety. Eventually they will get Byron Jones back at corner opposite Xavier Howard, but giving up that much last week to, uh, um, God, I'm just, I'm baffled on who they played and we just talked about them, but giving up that much to Chicago and Justin Fields. And, you know, they're just introduced receiver of chase Claypool. That concerns me. And they've been giving up points a lot this season. Um, like you said, it's a Jacoby Brissett revenge game. It's not something that you would think about with Jacoby Brissett, but you know, (laughs) fuck it. We'll give it to him. And I think Cleveland is desperate for a win. They need to get some good wins in here before Deshaun Watson comes back in order to keep into a playoff position. So I'm going to take the upset. This is my upset of the week. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns over the Dolphins. I think Denzel Ward, that superstar corner for Cleveland will stifle things a little bit. I trust Stefanski is the coach there. I think that they, I just, I have a gut, I have a good gut feeling. It's actually why I put the game in here. Cause I was looking at, it. I was like, yeah, I like Cleveland in that. Let me roll with them. So I'm very happy you took Miami. Thank you. Thank you for not You're welcome. jumping on my bluff. <laughs> Next up, the Washington commanders who are four and five at the Philadelphia Eagles, who are eight and zero. Philly is a 10 and point favorite at home. Scott, who are you taking?
1: I'm just going to tell you now, out of the six games that are on the docket for this week, this is the one that pained me the most to make this pick. And this is even including the game with Tampa Bay that we'll talk about in a second. Oh, yeah. Personally, I am rooting for the Commanders. I am hoping they can just keep winning and just catching the world on fire. But this is a primetime game in Philadelphia. You have Jalen hurts and a j Brown who are looking like a very dynamic duo at this point on their offense, so I think they're in for a really big game against that washington secondary, so we're we're sticking with the favorite with Philly
0: yeah, that would be the smart that would be the smart play, and this will this is what's going to cost me because I know I mm-hmm. have it is my worst football memory is watching the at the time Redskins play the Eagles on Monday night football. It was Donovan McNabb's big revenge game back in Philadelphia. And I had such high hopes. And I believe that we lost. I think the final score was 63 to 10. And it was, I think Philly had put up 45 points by halftime. And I'm sitting there at halftime on the verge of tears, literally about to cry my high school ass. And I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, I think we still have a chance. We're down by 35, and everything looks terrible, but (laughs) anything can change in a half. I stayed and watched the entire game until about 1130 at night, believing that there was still some chance that Washington could come back and win that. Awful game. You poor soul. It was awful. But now I have some faith. I think that they can clean up a little bit of what happened in Minnesota last week, or, or not in Minnesota. It was in D.C. because I was there, and I felt the energy. I felt the energy of that team. They play so hard for Heineke, and Heineke is playing his ass off, making just stupid little mistakes here and then that are costing the game, so they're not little. But I'm trying to stay optimistic. I'm on my zoo right now. I'm trying to do this for zoo. I am going to take the Commanders on Monday Night Football to take down the undefeated Eagles. This streak cannot keep going. They Somebody has to stop them and it's going to be us tentatively. I'm going in cautiously because I know this is Monday night football, and we do not win on Monday night. But give me
1: the commanders. I'm taking all the odds against me. See, I came to the same realization you are at this point where it it took every ounce of my being just to stick with the Philly pick, take the safer pick, because the added layer that I'm throwing into the game is – Philly just lost to Houston in the World Series, and Philadelphia as a whole is angry. Yeah. So you got this game coming up after that World Series loss against a rival in Washington at home. That stadium is going to be jumping.
0: Not to mention that Houston held on to the Eagles pretty well in that Thursday night game last week. I mean, Philly still Mm -hmm. whooped their ass, but it was, you know, the uh it's, it's just something not trustworthy i it, they're not the most trustworthy undefeated team i've seen in recent history in the nfl so i'm taking the miracle we're gonna do it
1: i wouldn't i like i said i would not be shocked if this is the game of the week that bites me in the ass
0: by the way good for you for mentioning the uh world series we have a victory <laughs> the world series is over <laughs> the houston astros won houston they won in Game Six. Dusty Baker finally gets his uh, first for his first championship as a manager there. So you know that's very fun, and uh, that's your baseball coverage for the year.
1: <laughs> right oh.
0: in the middle of Ricks versus Cricks. <laughs> Moving on, we have nine thirty a.m. football in Germany. Germany, we have the Germany game. The Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith, the Hall of Famer, six and three, at. I guess technically quote unquote at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are four and five Tampa Bay is a two and a half point favorite here in Germany. Scott, who are you taking?
1: Tampa Bay has been looking very pedestrian this year, especially with that last minute win last week against the Rams. We've also been looking embarrassing this year, Yeah, but Seattle put the bricks on Arizona last week mm-hmm. and just let them up. I mean, you have Kenneth Walker playing his best game of his career and his, hopefully long career from here on out, but I'm sticking with in We trust man. I am going with Seattle over my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going with it.
0: It has not failed you yet. And it has come to bite me in the ass almost every time I pick against them. But you say pedestrian, there's nothing pedestrian to me about a last second win that Tom Brady's coming out there saying that was fucking awesome. (sighs) That was awesome. That's the kind of momentum you need to get a, you know, A team going in a shitty division that could win it and really take over. And it's Germany. These international games are weird and wonky, and that travel gets you. Uh, I don't know. Tom Brady, he'll be in Germany. He might just really be feeling the Aryan flow (laughs) just going through his spirit in this game. I'm taking him in a big Scotty Miller touchdown with the Bucks wow. to win this one. I'm going all upset. Well, no, this isn't an upset. Wow. Tampa Bay is still the favorite somehow, but I don't trust Gino on the road internationally. That's the exception I'm making this year. I write this man off every week, and he never writes me back. But goddammit, it, he's writing me back this week. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Germany. Finally, the game of the week. I really think this is the game of the week. However, it's on at 1 o'clock p.m., The Minnesota Vikings, who are 7-1. At the Buffalo Bills, who are 6-2. Buffalo is a six-point favorite, but that is a line to watch closely because Josh Allen, potential MVP this year, took a pretty rough shot on his throwing elbow last week. He is considered day-to-day with this elbow injury. It's going to drive people crazy all week. Trying to figure out how Josh Allen's going to be, if they should rest him, if not, who knows? Scott, who are you going to take here?
1: No, um, I think with how tight the AFC is, especially at the top, because you have a, I think a five-way tie, technically for first, because everyone has six wins right now. Uh, even though he's hurt, I think this is where you, you know, you tough it out. You do what you got to do. You make that case for being the MVP of the year. Put that team on your shoulders. Josh Allen come out. He has to have the really great game to reassert that dominance in the AFC. They got embarrassed last week with the Jets loss. Um, I got them winning this one at home. That's
0: fair. And you're right. This is the kind of game that wins you an MVP. This is the one that keeps you on that radar. But, while it's tough to pick against them, I'm going I'm- I to gotta- I watched him in person. I got a roll with Kirk Thuggins in the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Kirk Thuggins,
0: Kirk Sheisty. Did you see him on the airplane after the game? Oh my goodness! I never would have thought.
1: And 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 you have and
0: you know these fucking fit people on Twitter. You know these people who are actually ripped, and you know they do their four AM workouts and shit. They're saying, "Oh, he's not actually ripped. Anybody can look like that." Well, he's ripped to us. He's ripped to you, me, and Sue (laughs) in that chat. This man looks like Adonis to us, and it's not what I expected because I always thought just looking at his giant shoulder pads and everything, his long sleeves, that Kirk Cousins just had a dad bod. No. My God, he looks like what Jimmy G should look like. This is crazy. (laughs) Um, He took a hard-ass hit in that game, came back up, and still got them the win there. Minnesota's dangerous. I didn't want to admit it, but they they look legitimately dangerous. I don't know if they're gonna, you know, win the Super Bowl, but with all that talent of Justin Jefferson, uh still balling out Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, they TJ Hawkinson was a great acquisition for them at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Defense is popping now, and they're playing at one o'clock, which is like the true witching hour for Kirk Fuggins. Yeah, prime Kirk. That prime is- Kirk. <laughs> that is when kirk is at his most thugging i'm taking the minnesota vikings here at one o'clock but if they if they move that they flex Ooh. that game to sunday night god damn it I'm, I'm taking the bills don't give me kirk thuggins there wow. that's when he's just back to my cousin
1: <laughs> <laughs> transition hate it. hate it i hate it so much
0: you know what you don't hate making hate money
1: it. who doesn't
0: like making money and how could you hate making money Especially when you have the gambler himself singing to you. Well, at least playing guitar. And the gambler himself talking to you. This is Scott's Locks. The Calvin Ridley Memorial Betting Slip. You know the story about Calvin Ridley. Suspended for a full year for gambling on his own game. And he wasn't even playing in it. The poor guy. (laughs) He's a Jaguar now. Fuck it. He always went out. Even on these awful parlays that he was making. And the ones that we're trying to make. And this one, actually, remember, you can bet individually because if you did last week, you would have made some bank. You would have made some bank outside of, you know, teams like Tennessee shitting the bed on us. So, Scott, Uh, the floor is yours. It's time for the parlay. What are we doing? How much are we making?
1: uh, So, yeah, we're throwing down the normal $10 a week bet. This week's going to – if I pull this off, we'll – Win me a, a grand total forty-one thousand five hundred fifty-three dollars fifty-eight cents. So, hey, uh, not too shabby. I like it. Not too, not too shabby. Maybe that'll help us get a little bit of a, a slice of that Washington Commander pie that's up for sale.
0: This is the only Just way that we went into that. This is how we keep. This is how we get that's into it. dinner with Bezos and Jay Z. The only way. Matthew McConaughey um, is in there. I, we can do it.
1: Oh, we can, if he can get in there, we can get in there. And this week has the first appearance of. Using the spread and not using the money line. I'll save that one for last. Okay. Um, But I decided to split it, you know, essentially down the middle. What with the six NFL games we just talked about going with Seattle over Tampa, Buffalo over Minnesota, Chicago over Detroit, Chargers over the San Francisco 49ers, Philly over Washington, and Miami over Cleveland. Something that I've noticed in recent weeks that's been helping me with this is college football and not sticking to with just the NFL because there's so much parity in college football yep. so the college games I have going on we kind of talked about a few of them um, this one we didn't talk about. we have Kansas State on the road against Baylor we're going with Kansas State straight money line uh, we got the Washington and the Oregon game that we just talked about I think Oregon comes out and they get this this win that they need to kind of keep that relevancy in the college football playoff same thing with TCU at Texas I think this is going to be a very very close game especially with how well Quinn Ewers and Texas have been playing the TCU currently ranked fourth. They cannot afford a loss at this point. Nope. If they want to nice. still be the little darling of the college football world. They got to do what they got to do at this point. So we'll go with that. Um, we're going to keep rolling with LSU this week. LSU at Arkansas. Brian Kelly looks to finally be riding that ship down in Baton Rouge. so Or down in New Orleans. So we'll see what they can do there. Uh, Root, here's where Kelly. my quote, the little... Cajun. Cajun Willie Taggart. (laughs) That's still my favorite line from the other week. Uh, Upset of the week. I'm going with Louisville over Clemson on the road. Clemson's been looking very, very mediocre. They've been getting exposed week by week. They did last week with Notre Dame. I think, like I said earlier, this one loss they had last week with Notre Dame could quickly turn into two losses. Now we're going to keep rolling with Florida State they on a. They have a two-game win streak right now. Both games over forty points. They're going on the road against Syracuse, who's kind of dropping off in the couple, last couple weeks, and it looks like Mike Norvell and everyone in Tallahassee is finally doing what they need to do to get these wins. So we're going with Florida State, Golden Knowles and to roll out the very first time we're going with the spread, the Nebraska-Michigan game.
0: Now, number b- before you do this, <laughs> before you do this, let's let's explain to the people what the spread is, because I think there are a lot of people who are newer to gambling.
1: Okay, so the spread. You'll when you go to bet, you'll notice these numbers. It'll say plus or minus a certain number next to it. So if it's a negative number next to that team, they're favorited by X amount of points. And if you see a positive, what followed by that number, the they're being given that many points ahead of the game. So if, for instance, I'm trying to think of a team we can kind of well, pinpoint really quick. Yeah, let's
0: look at uh like the games for Ricks versus Grix here. We give the we give you the favorites in each of these. So we say um, the Chargers at 49ers, 49ers are seven point favorites there. So they would be minus seven on that. Spring. Right. So right. that is so saying that you have to, that is saying that the 49ers, if you bet on them at minus seven, they need to win the game by seven points or more and you will win. Yep. Now, if you took the Chargers, who would be plus seven on that column, then you can still win your bet even if the Chargers lose as long as they lose within seven points. As long as they come at least seven points shy, you will win that bet or them winning outright. Yep.
1: So like if they lose by three points, you add that seven to their final total, it still brings them over the Niners total, and you're still going to get that bet. Exactly. The reason I'm taking this one, is because, did you see the money, did you see the spread on that Nebraska-Michigan game? I have not. They're giving 30 and a half to Nebraska.
0: (laughs)
2: So
1: so Michigan is favorited by 30 and a half points. That is a crazy thing. I just need you to cover at that point. You can still get blown out by 30 points. I'm still going to come ahead. Mm -hmm. So hopefully what I'm banking on with this game is Michigan gets well ahead and they just coast for the rest of the game. Just keep it within 30. I don't want to mess with a half point. Keep it within
0: 30, and we're okay. I will just give you a warning here in my <laughs> own experience with Northwestern earlier in the season where Northwestern was playing somebody who was a 34.5-point favorite on them. I'm like, oh, shit, okay, 34.5 points on Saturday? Give me that. I like all you have to do is win. All you have to do is come within 34 and a half points bet and it was happening all the way till the end of the game. It was by 28. They were within 28 and then the motherfucker threw a pick 6 <laughs> right at the end of the game, just going for nothing. And for some reason the opposing team just ran it back and then they kicked the fucking extra point and it just, fall it. just fall down. <laughs> just fall down. Or just go to the locker room. You don't have to kick it. Just take a knee. But no, they wanted to end some people's day. So, good on you. And you know what? I think I'm going to bet with you on your parlay this week. I'm actually going to bet with you, but I'm going to do it individually. Since you're going to go the parlay route, I'm going to go individually because I trust you on college football. I trust you when it comes to knowing guys like Mike Leach. <laughs> you had to brace for it.
1: Oh, i have to let him sneak up on you so yucky
0: i like your picks it's
1: so gross. i like it i'm feeling good with you man i need to figure out what game you were talking about with northwestern i gotta figure out i gotta figure this
0: game out oh there's so many great games that you can go with northwestern iowa iowa has been very fun this year when it comes to their over on, over under on iowa has been fun because they don't <laughs> Wait, they don't score more was- than seven points
1: It was the Wisconsin game That's That's what it was (laughs) (laughs) It was the Wisconsin game That's right Oh Goddamn badgers mole rats.
0: Well it's going to be a fun weekend Ladies and gentlemen You got the Cajun Willie Taggart Kirk Thuggins Everybody's around for you Mike Leach will be somewhere And we can just continue to terrify Scott As he braces for that cough to come in at some point Oh I hate it but in the meantime, so we can get out of here and cough up all of our lungs ourselves, I have been your host, Reed Murphy. Scott Ilya, thank you for joining.
1: you wants awesome. to thank you as always.
0: Oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been the 323 three, Ricks versus Grix. Make your picks. Enjoy the holiday, or, well, no. Yeah, it is a holiday weekend, Veterans Day. Thank you to all the veterans. Have a great weekend, everybody. A great, safe weekend. Enjoy football. Again, like we said at the end of last week, it's not hard. Tolerate people. Just have tolerance. Hate is just been so stupid and ignorant lately, especially on an election week. We can do better. Just continue. You don't have to love people. Just tolerate them and just be a good human being. Try to do that. In the meantime, stay safe. We'll talk to you later. It's getting better, too. Um,
2: well, then... <clears throat> We marched it down the field. <laughs> <laughs> I- <laughs> Cause it so and it's just like the ocean. I'm not the moon. It's the same as the emotion that I can form you. You got the kind catalog of and that can be so smooth out. Can in your heart and make you real or else forget?